1: Hello for the girl fam. We are back with a another episode. Kent, are we officially dating coaches now?
0: Or what? It's official. It is official. We got our license and everything this week, you guys. It was crazy. We are like, we got it. If you could see us right now, we're holding it high. Actually, it's framed my in my room. Oh, you framed yours. I, I, I framed mine. Yeah, you got to frame your eyes. (laughs) Oh, my
1: goodness. I love it. I love it. Well, we're super excited about today's episode. Uh, We had you guys vote, again, on our Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram and following our daily stories and mayhem and all that stuff, you need to be doing that. At girl underscore underscore underscore. Um, But you guys, this week, you voted for uh, for the girl who is afraid of commitment. And so all of you ladies who got some commitment issues, we get it. We've been there and we are going to speak to a lot of that later on in the episode. But first up, Ken's we just got to catch up for a sec. You're in Florida. You're looking
0: tan. I'm not going to lie. I'm, still I'm jealous still in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking tan, but like any fresh tan, like the first summer tan is just like really blotchy and awkward and like you almost wish it didn't even happen kind of tan. Yeah, So you get the burn. But at least you stuff. just like get it out of the way, you know? So yeah, that's, that's my life. That's my tan. You're going to situation. Disney World this weekend? Are you I'm so going excited? to Disney World this weekend and I'm so pumped. Yes, I don't even know what to expect. Honestly, it's really poorly planned. I've heard like you really... I mean, I've heard people, like, say that you need a travel agent to plan Disney World experience, but I still don't quite understand that. Because I'm like, you get your tickets, and then Here's I don't my question. Know. Are you yeah. going to get ears? You have to get ears. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like you need to. I, d- I think I'm, I guess I'm going to. It might be one of those things, though. You spend, like, 50 bucks and wear it for, like, five hours at the park and then never again, but... But or, like, or I just keep wearing them when I'm back in Nashville. I almost feel like it could
1: be a part of our For the Girl uniform, like pink wig and Minnie Mouse ears. Like,
0: low-key, I could see next year on tour you trying to rock your Minnie Mouse ears every night. That's just so weird. No. But have you seen that? Like, the Disney Minnie Mouse, such a Mickey Mouse is, like, trending right now? Like, I've seen, like, the cool she- Wait, you don't know this?
1: Oh, like the the Mickey Mouse ears? Hasn't not he, like, always the ears. Looked,
0: been cool? Not just the ears. It's, like, they put, like, Mickey Mouse now on, like, designer clothes and shoes. And, like, it's, like, if you follow anybody who's, like, in the, like, hip-hop world, they have, like, Disney, like, on their t-shirts and, like, everywhere they go. I think this Whoa. is a thing. I might be making it up. Have you not seen it?
1: No. I, you know me, I'm not up on the cool designers stuff. <laughs>
0: Sorry, <laughs> but you are on the trends. I felt like you'd maybe know. Oh my goodness. No. What is my the sister tre- What was trend laughing. are you on right now, Mac? What's the trend? What's the latest?
1: Um, well, I got these like claw clips of the other day. They're the flower, they have their flowers though. Like, I saw them and I was like, I have to have that. Like, I saw, I think I saw it on something and I was like I need one of those and I exactly. I bought it from Shein I've never bought anything from Shein before oh, no. and I Any, feel embarrassed
0: like, anybody but who I did like, is uh what do you call that when you like when you don't like to buy clothes from big places what do you say oh again? yeah um, um fast fashion yes, yeah totally <laughs> anybody who's okay into it's fast only fashion, a claw clip <laughs> they just stopped listening to our podcast i'm so way
2: sorry, to go way to go
1: i know i did i'm telling you
0: like i felt like guilt about it i was like <laughs> well, i should not have done that it's actually really funny i feel like anytime i ask anybody like oh that's so cute where's it from and it's from Shein. they're like they always say it like Shein. Shein. like so guilty like i Everybody and it, it's just bad.
1: It was my first purchase from Shein, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Ah. Uh, that's but bad. I found them on Free People. This is what happened. I found them on Free People, and it was like $40 for one clip. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I can't do that. Like, that's just too much for, like, a little cutesy clip. And then I yeah. found a three-pack
0: on Shein for
2: $4. Mm. They're the wow. same clip.
0: They are the same clip. Like, no doubt about it. Oh wait, that's so funny. Honestly, yeah, good good life lesson. Like that, that's real. Like you can totally always find something cheaper. Like, I th- I find on Amazon. Like when I like, find something cute, like even furniture. Yeah. Recently, I was like trying to find a couple new things to refresh my house, and I was like, if you look on Amazon, there's so much more variety of pricing and stuff like that. Yeah. So,
1: anyway, speaking of online shopping, um, right before we started this podcast episode, I got my wedding rehearsal dinner shoes in the mail and i can't wait to open them i'm so excited so what do they look like they're white i have sparkles on them you know me i don't normally wear heels kens you can that. like i never wear heels but i felt like like how big is the heel it's like three inches they're not that tall but i felt like i needed like my little dress is like it's this short white dress with um a huge bow in the back and so yeah. I felt like it needed like a girly shoe. Yeah. So I went with that. So
0: wait I'm excited. Cute. Wait, where are they from? Those are from Lulu's. Lulu's. Oh yeah, Lulu's. That's a popular one.
1: Lulu's has all the dupes to the like designer wedding shoes, you know? Mm. They have all the dupes. So if you're like looking for, you know, I'm not really into the I'm not into the designers anyways, but I don't know what these shoes are. I don't know if they're a dupe, but they're really cute and I'm excited about them. I love them. how
0: you're saying a dupe. Like,
1: a dupe. Like That's a like, like a cheaper, yeah. It's like a knockoff,
0: yeah. A dupe. Who says a dupe? That's everybody. Are you literally you're behind? No. Yeah, are taking a poll on Instagram right guys, the second. Who, okay,
1: yeah, we're gonna post on Instagram.
0: Who knows what a dupe is? Okay, no, guys. we're gonna say, would you say this is a dupe or this is a knockoff? What language would you use? I and think and I'm I win. can guarantee I'm about to win. <laughs> no, do it. Wait, you actually no. are confident you're gonna win?
1: Okay, trust me, like, I feel like if you've, okay, I grew up on, like, YouTube beauty vloggers, which a.k.a. is now, like, TikTok these days, and everybody talks about, like, the language you would use is a dupe, like, it's, like, the same thing, just a cheaper version of it,
0: which uh, is a knockoff, wow. but. So am I really, wow, you just really convinced me that I, like, am. Yeah, I think l- you're the one population. not, you know. <laughs> Wait, really? Oh, my gosh. This is shocking. You this remember
1: shocking. on tour the Mac and Ken's quiz and how everybody got me? Yeah. You should ask yeah. me,
0: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you guys. Uh, we had, um, like, a quiz on tour that was, like, you could take – it was, like, six questions, and you could figure out if you were more like Mac or more like Ken's, me. And every night, it was, like, 90% of the audience was Mac, and I – at first was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I was like, wow, wait, this makes me unique. And this makes me <laughs> basic. So I feel which great is, about this.
1: Which is pretty accurate, honestly. But also our questions <laughs> were ridiculous. It's like, the, the the one that I know is the most ridiculous is, are you more into sporty boys or entrepreneur boys? Every girl ever is going to say sporty boys, Ken. Yeah. Every girl ever. <laughs> who's an entrepreneur boys that's like so random (laughs) oh
0: my gosh do we need another poll or what like we're yeah we'll pull pull that one one. we could chat all day we got to get into this okay we need to get into this episode you guys i'm super excited for our intro this week we have our good friend coda and he is cute guys get ready for this and then we will be jumping into our episode Okay. Hello, you guys. We are so excited to introduce you to Coda. Um, Coda is a family friend of mine and a fellow California boy, as you'll tell in his California accent. Coda, <laughs> first of all, we just want you to introduce yourself to the For the Girl world and so that they can get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me on. Um, yeah. I'm Koda, as I said. I am a student at Auburn University. I'm a junior, 21 years old and I'm from California. I'm from like right outside Los Angeles, called Manhattan Beach and it's a great place. Um, yeah what else? Yeah I'm, I run like a, a football training company. We do camps and summers and we do like personal training and stuff. And at Auburn, I'm really involved in the church. I'm currently applying to be what's called an LDP, which is like a leadership development program. So cool. my category is like youth le- youth leadership. And yeah, I'm super excited about that.
1: Wow. Coda. Wow. total package over here. So wait, Coda, are you yeah. a surfer boy too? Do you surf?
2: You know what? I wish I was a better surfer. I'm really not a good surfer. I'm more of like a more of a land sports guy.
0: Okay, <laughs> that's amazing. okay. Did you know that you sound like a surfer boy?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just part of growing up in Southern California, I guess. That's amazing.
0: I
1: love it. <laughs> wow. That's amazing, Koda. And uh, I feel like all the ladies are swooning over your voice right now because you do have a cool voice. Uh, yeah. But we want to dig in and ask you some fun questions, Koda, and just uh, hear a little bit more. You know, us ladies, we love to like get behind the scenes of what a guy thinks. And so... The first one I want to ask you, Coda, is, okay, other than loving Jesus, obviously, that's important. That's number one. Do you have any other, like, non-negotiables, like, a girl that you're interested in has to have this or be like this? Anything like that for you?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say there's, like, a bunch of different things that I look for in a girl, but, I mean, like you said, the first thing, that well... Yes, pursuing a relationship with Jesus. And for me, it's more like actively pursuing a relationship with Jesus because that's the most important relationship of your life, right? So it's kind of like how do they spend their free time? Are they in their word? Are they in a Bible study group? Um, You know, is their faith the highest priority in their life? And that, like, is incredible for that relationship. But for me, like, that kind of has a trickle-down relationship for your other relationships, you know, like, the habits that you create uh, pursuing a relationship with the Lord, those are going to like flow into your other relationships. So, you know, if you're pursuing a relationship with the Lord, that also means that you're going to pursue a relationship with, you know, your boyfriend. Mm. So that, you know, is the foremost, most important thing. And then yeah. other things that I look for, especially is does she have good friends? Because, these are people that you're going to be hanging out with. Like I'm going to be hanging out with your friends. Like hopefully you're hanging out with my friends, you know? Um, Especially like for me, I'm in college right now. So that's like what we do. But (laughs) aside from that, like looking at her friends, those are the friends that are going to be giving her advice about your relationship. Like us guys, like we know that you guys tell each other everything. Right. So I've seen like relationships where bad advice from friends can ruin their relationship. So like having good friends is super important
0: Mm, that is good i love that i think that's so true actually and something that'll probably not a lot of girls think about themselves and i love that you're thinking about that too because you're right our friends and our community form so much of us so i love it wow you're Cody. you're already coming in with a word we needed this on the podcast okay what about this? We are curious because I think a lot of girls are like have so many questions of like, when does a guy like me? Does he like me? Is this working? Is it happening? So I want to know from you in your shoes, what is like a telltale tell, sign that you like a girl? Like if you really are interested, what are you going to do? How are you going to act? How is this clear for her?
2: (laughs) Okay. That's a good question. Um, I think, like, it definitely varies from guy to guy. But, like, for me, I'm, like, a huge, like, sports fan. Um, So if I'm, like, ever prioritizing a girl over sports, you know it's, Mm -hmm. like, for real. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, kind of, like, whatever your passion is, if you're prioritizing the girl over that, you're like, okay, this, this is serious. Yes, Yes, that's
0: Wow,
1: that's a good one. I love that. You're like, if I am sacrificing my love for sports, you know, that you have, like, the love bug over there. That's good. Uh, Okay, Koda, so... Okay, flipping that question a little bit, I wanna know if a girl was interested in you, uh, let's just say, what is like something she could do? Like, what are something girls could do to like subtly let a guy know like, hey, I'm interested that you might pick up upon?
2: Hmm, Okay, so I'm interested. Let's see. I think like that would be like just asking them to do fun stuff. Like for me, I, I just like doing stuff like outside or like going to, you know, a live music event or something like that. So if you're asking me to do stuff other than like studying, like if, if you're trying okay. to ask someone to study, like that's like kind of like a, a bad line almost across like the guy's not <laughs> yeah. really going to know, you know, if you actually just want to study, or if you want to hang out with them. So, like, mm. kind
0: of like if you invite them to a one-on-one activity, it's like,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah, like, that's got okay. it. That's, I like that. Yeah. So, like, a yeah. fun activity, but, like, also one-on-one. Like, you were, like, not the group paying, Like, you got to do the one-on-one fun. Okay, so, like, give me an idea. Like, I need an idea for what that one-on-one activity could be. Like,
0: what's something one-on-one that you're like, yes, if a girl asks me to do that, I'd be like, heck yes play football probably right koda you'd be sold
2: <laughs> yeah, i'd be so down on football. but but <laughs> <laughs> uh you know it'd just be like catch or something i don't know
0: okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's cute
1: that, right? i i can't <laughs> wait for the but, girls to be texting boys do you want to play catch
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good sign But, I mean, I do like the idea of, like, the outdoors thing. Like, if you're asked to go on, like, a hike or, like, a fun bike ride to somewhere or, like, I'm also a big music guy. So, if you like if you want to go to, like, a concert or some small concert where there's live music at, you know, a restaurant that you know of or something like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's so good. I love it. Okay, Koda, I need to know. I think we just all need to know. Are you – well – I'm assuming you're single, but are you ready to mingle? Like, are you like putting yourself out there at Auburn? Like, what's your dating life looking like these days?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I am single. <laughs> um, ready to mingle as well. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not like trying to like force anything. Obviously, um, I kind of just think that you know timing will be right whenever, whenever it comes along. It's in God's hands in that sense. But yeah, you know, at the same time, if an opportunity arises, like there's no reason not to, to go for
0: it. Yeah. Hey, okay. so this is good news. Yes. I love
1: <laughs> it. I love it. Okay. Coda, one last question for you. So today's episode is all about, or for the girl who is afraid to commit or has commitment issues. And we thought we'd let you kick off some of the advice. And so what would you say to the girl who maybe is afraid to commit and has some fears around getting into a relationship?
2: Yeah, okay. So to the girl who's scared to commit to a relationship, it is like it's a scary thing. Like let's, we shouldn't act like it's not a scary thing. But sometimes God calls us to step out into bold faith. So for me, that looks like using prayer. Like, prayer is your number one tool. So talk to God about it and listen to Him and trust Him. Um, you know, God will reveal things to you if you ask Him. So you, you got to ask Him for stuff. And to be quite honest, like, you guys sent me this question before I talked on the podcast. And I really, like, I got this question. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I don't really know. So then I what I did is I really just prayed about it. And so, like, even something as simple as, like, this question I prayed about I was like, God, how do I answer this? And then right away, like, it was revealed to me. It was kind of crazy. And um. that right there was just the answer in itself was prayer. So prayer is just so powerful. So, yeah, use it for, mm. for this and for everything.
0: That is good. Oh, my gosh. Wow. We need a all the girls, like, need a CODA in their life after yes. this. They're yes. They're like, if they were afraid to commit, they're crazy. <laughs> Find a man that would a Coda. Okay, guys? Yes. Yeah. I wow. love it. I love it. Wow. Okay, Thank CODA,
1: you do you have Thank social you. media? Are you on the Instagram or something?
2: Yeah, I am. I am. My Instagram is codathor5. Uh, okay.
0: Yeah. K O D A
1: T H O R five. Okay We're putting that in the show notes for you, ladies, because I know you need to stalk him to see the the face to the voice. We don't blame you. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Coda, for giving your advice and being on the For the Girl podcast. And we'll have to do something again soon. We'll talk to you later.
2: Yes. Definitely. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, For The Girl
1: fam, we are super excited about today's conversation. This one is for all you ladies who are maybe afraid of commitment, afraid of stepping into a relationship. And as Kins and I were kind of preparing for this conversation, we were super excited about it, but then we were like, oh my goodness, this is hard. This is tough. And the reason being is that it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all conversation There are so many reasons why I think different women have a hard time stepping into relationships. And so what we really want to do over the next several minutes together is hopefully help you to kind of uncover your why. Why has this been hard for you? Because it's so different for each and every person. But I think as soon as you kind of uncover that why and you get really honest with yourself and you admit like, ooh, eek. That's why then you can begin to process that with Jesus, process that with your community and really begin to break free from perhaps that thing that has been keeping you back or keeping you like locked in fear or in chains to just some lie or false narrative in your head and so we have a bunch of different reasons why maybe you have been afraid to commit in the past or maybe why right here right now you are afraid to step into a commitment into a relationship and so we're gonna walk through all these and again I just encourage you guys get honest with yourself like I think sometimes we want to be like check that's not me But sometimes if we ask ourselves that question the second time and we dig beneath the surface, we're like, oh, ouch, no, I didn't want to hear it. But that is me. And I think once you can kind of know that and recognize that, then you can allow the Lord to work on it. And I think that's where we step into freedom in it. And so we're super excited about this conversation.
0: Yes. Okay, so good. And I agree with everything you said. Um, it's like there's so many different situations. So we're just gonna start here at the top and kind of work through all of them. If you're like, okay, no, this totally isn't me. This isn't why. Um, maybe even skip through it, but might be good to listen through. You might be surprised um <laughs> of some things we say and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the first reason why you might be afraid to commit to a boy is because or a relationship or something good is because you are totally loving your single life. Um, and gosh, that is amazing girl. You you do you being single, (laughs) (laughs) being single, um, should be amazing. And I love when I sit across the table with women and they're like, I'm just like loving my season of life. I'm loving my community, my church, my job. And like, I love being single. It feels super hard to like, to introduce a guy into this. And, um, yeah, I think if a good guy comes along and you're like afraid to commit because of your single life and loving it, I would say a couple a couple different things here. Um, the first thing is, if you are loving your single life so much so that um, you don't want to sacrifice anything for him or change your routines or hang out with him because you'd rather be hanging out with your friends, if any of that feels true for you. I would maybe say here the hard truth that like you might not like him enough um, to sacrifice anything and that's okay. Like that's totally okay. Um, But I think you can realize that for yourself because I think the reality is when somebody comes along, even when you're loving your single life, if you really, really like him, you'll be willing to make some changes and some sacrifice and you'll want to hang out with him more than your girlfriends who you love. Um, So I think the first thing here is that you truly might not like him enough. But I also think there's kind of um, another option here of maybe you really like him, um, but your, your life is just so full and you feel like God's doing so much in it. I think maybe like, it's just not the right time and you don't need to force it. Um, if he's right for you or if God has him for you, he probably will be there at another time in another place when it feels right. So ultimately I kind of feel like you should just keep loving your single life. But Mac, what is your perspective on this? Because I know that you've loved your single life too. (laughs) I
1: did. I did love my single life so much. And um, I think if you are this, if you're like resonating with this right now and you're like, this is me, I am that girl, I'm loving being single, I think that's so beautiful and so good. And, um, man treasure that time where you don't despise your single life because (laughs) I feel like there's so much on the flip side where you're just frustrated by it and so when you can see it for how beautiful it is like soak that in because honestly you have the rest of your life to be in a committed relationship in my opinion and while you're young you I just know for me in my own perspective my own journey God did so much in my singleness and I remember a season like right around the time I was graduating from college, Kenz, I feel like you were in this boat with me of like we had the wave of like friends that got engaged at that time you know (laughs) like yeah and I think if you go to any Christian college honestly probably just any college in general now and you have Christian friends there is that wave and they're those girls who are ready like they're ready the day they graduate college to get married to go on to that next stage of life and I know for me like I just felt nowhere close to that like I was just thinking I can't imagine like dating a boy longer than two weeks let alone alone like a lifetime (laughs) commitment and I know for me it was more so a comparison thing that was like rushing me to want a relationship than it was me actually desiring it at that time. Um, and so kind of like having to resist maybe what everybody around you is doing is actually so okay and so beautiful. And I know for me, like, yes, there were days where I was like, oh, like maybe, maybe I do want this. But for the most part, I felt like God had so much to do in and through me in that season that I would have been so much more distracted if I would have been in a relationship at that time. And I think you just have to remember that everybody's timing is different. And if you feel like there is something that God wants to do in you right here, right now, before you get into a relationship, man, hold on to that. And even if people around you disagree, or even if people around you are like, but he's amazing and they don't come along often, you can't think like that. You cannot have a scarcity mindset. You gotta have that abundance mindset of knowing that like, If a guy is amazing, like he'll come back around in some way, some shape, and you have to be ready. Um, I think you almost do more harm by entering into something if you're not quite ready yet. Uh, and so I'm with you, Kens. I think if like you are loving your single life right now, and maybe there's an awesome guy that's come along and you're like, Eek, but like just honestly stay in that until you're ready, until you can give a hundred percent yes. I think keep like enjoying this season, keep like spending time with Jesus, living it up with your girlfriends and just enjoying it. Cause I think like, and I'm not talking about like the single life where you're like going wild on the weekends. I'm talking about the single mm-hmm. life where like you have all the time in the, in the world to invest in relationships with the Lord, in your relationship with the Lord and relationships with your people around you. And so mm-hmm. I'm with you, Ken. It's like, I don't think that you have a fear of commitment. I think that like God's just doing something in you right now that
0: matters. Yeah. And you can trust in that, like, and really you can learn how to even just trust more deeply in that of like, okay, God, I know you like, brought me to this new city or brought me to this new job or brought me to this new community in my singleness for a reason. And like, you have so much to do here, like, and continue to like deepen that trust in him and to remember where he called you to and how you got there and stay planted in that. Um, yeah, I think that's so, so good. So good. Um, okay. Let's hit on some other whys. Um, and, Yeah, there's just so many different things. Okay, the second thing, um, the second reason why you might not be ready to commit um, is because you're caring too much about what other people think. Uh, Oh, this is real. This is so real. And I guess I want to preference, like, if you have, like, really good – if. If he's like an awesome guy, like has overall good character and and you're just this is more in like a nitpicky way, like maybe it's just like a funny little part of his personality that you're embarrassed of in front of other people. Or maybe it's like he's not as cute as you hoped and like you're afraid of what people think in that way. Or maybe it's just like a quirk about his personality or maybe he doesn't have like the most glamorous job yet. We're talking about like those things because of course you should listen mm-hmm. to voices of people that are like giving you sound advice and maybe bigger character things, but let's speak to, um, this about like caring too much about what other people think. What, what do you have to say, Mac? What do you have to say? Oh my goodness.
1: I think about this a lot. I think in my like younger twenties, this is one that tripped me up a lot. Um, I, I honestly, it sounds funny because I know like God's story for me now and like, I wouldn't change it for the world, but, I think that there are guys, like, earlier on in my 20s that I looked past because, like, they weren't the cool guy. For sure, 100%. (laughs) Like, maybe they weren't, like, quite to my level of, like, cuteness that I thought they should be. Like, I definitely wanted the hottie McHottie. Like, I definitely wanted the, like, Mr. Personality. And there was just some really awesome guys that showed me interest, like, way back in the day that, like, I look at them now and not saying like I look at them and I'm like I want to be in a relationship with them now but like honestly like some of them are married now and things like that and I'm like gosh that girl like she saw it she saw (laughs) it and like man I was too blind to see I was too caught up in like what my friends might think and um honestly still I catch myself doing this now some Ken's I feel like you might relate to this too of like I'll have like certain friends and I'll bring Tyler around and I find myself more insecure about like loving him well than like trying to make sure that my friends like him um I get so caught up in like do are they like do they like him like do they think he's as awesome as I think he is where I start not having fun and I start honestly like not treating him very well or like being distracted from loving my friends well in that moment. And I just think this is something that like all of us have a little bit of an obsession with what other people think, especially what other people think about who we're going to spend our time with and like who we're going to commit to. And I think like, it's just the wrong thing. Like we care more about like how's it gonna look the first time I post him on Instagram than like how he's gonna treat you when nobody's looking, you know, or how he's gonna pray for you or how mm-hmm. he's going to like love you and how he's going to pursue you. We care more about those things that ultimately don't matter Mm -hmm. and I just know from my own experience um it caused me to like look past really awesome people and obviously God is good and like he worked all things together for good and I wouldn't change it for the world but you might be the girl right now who there's some guy showing you interest, and you're just like can't get over the fact that he wears this certain type of clothes and you're like oh I can't do it (laughs) and I just challenge you to like to lay that down before the Jesus and let Jesus work on your heart. I think sometimes we're too obsessed with like, the other person needs to change X, Y, and Z in order for them, you to like them. When often I think it
0: more is just that like, we need to let God work on our hearts. Yeah, that's right. That's so true. And so good. I can tell you from personal experience, I've gotten so caught up in this boat. Actually, when I first started dating Josh, well, to this day, he still has terrible posture. And it's so funny. It's the smallest thing ever. You guys, he like humps his back when he sits. And I remember thinking, I remember being so embarrassed about what other people think in this area I was like oh my gosh they're gonna see him humping his back and this is embarrassing and you know what I would bring it up to friends and nobody knew I have to say I've
1: never once noticed his posture not (laughs) one in all of our years
0: Exactly. Yeah. And to that point, a lot of times these little things that we're thinking about or caught up in, we're the only ones caring and being so consumed by it when nobody else is thinking that way. And then in addition to that, um, I think over time, once you decide to commit, um, you learn to love them like for those flaws. Like Not to say I'm like obsessed with his hump back like obviously not but like I think it's like funny and goofy and like I like it's like it's like a little laughter thing between the two of us now and like it so doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things and I could go on about bigger more important things but truly like it just changes as you commit and so you can trust that process. Um yeah. All the way. That's through. so good. <laughs> so good.
1: So yeah, so maybe your why is that you have been just too obsessed with what other people might think. Okay, so we wanna keep moving on to our next reason for why you maybe have some fear of commitment, and this is a big one. And this is my Mm -hmm. biggest qualm with the dating world today (laughs) because it's so real, it's so rampant, and um, I think it's one that we seriously need to sniff out if it's something going on in our hearts. And um, so that next one is perhaps you have been that girl who just wants to know what else is out there, and maybe you find yourself constantly looking for the next best thing. Maybe you meet a guy, he's amazing, he loves God, he is all these things that you've been looking for, but you just find yourself like always like seeing a guy that's really cute and being like, ooh, but what about him? Or, but what about if some other amazing guy comes along? And I think what's happened is with the like rise of social media and dating apps and everything, uh, suddenly we feel like every like the next best guy is like one Instagram DM away or like one swipe of a finger away where I think about our parents, like our parents literally had a pool of like a hundred people that they knew in their town. And like, that is literally (laughs) who they picked from today. And I think about like my mom and dad, like they're perfect. They're like such an amazing match. Like, you know, like, and they've had 40 years of an amazing love story. But I think about us and we almost have so many options or we think we have this idea of so many options, like slow key, like I might be thinking like, oh yeah, like I could get Justin Bieber, like, you know, (laughs) just because of like social media, it's crazy. And (laughs) I think sometimes if we're honest with ourselves, like that's the narratives we play in our head. And we start uh, comparing the guys that are in our real world to these guys that we see on Instagram who are facades of real people that we're not even seeing real people anymore. And so I think like if this is you, if you're the girl who's been like literally like stalking the Internet and trying to find like the best guy in the world, like you have to start to break this cycle and begin focusing on who God is placing right in front of you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a that's a, that's the answer because I think it can get really tough and really blurry. You're like, okay, like I don't want to be thinking about the next th- best thing or who could be. And then you also start asking your questions like if I'm even thinking this way, is he not good for me? Like if I'm even like thinking about other people or the potential of dating other people, does that mean like... I don't like him and I think like you just can't make a decision on the person in front of you without focusing on the person in front of you like you have to cut off all other things and like this might be really extreme for you like if you're being honest with yourself have you been like at night when you leave his house or a dinner date are you like getting on your phone and like stalking that old guy or are you like Mm -hmm. still dming that person that you were talking to a couple months ago or are you um hanging out with a person that you've said is really just friends but you kind of know in the back of your head that he's like not like you truly have to be proactive about this by like cutting all of that out um yeah and being disciplined in that because he he deserves that from you. And you deserve that for yourself too. And you aren't going to be able to make a decision while uh, having your eggs in so many different baskets. You've got to focus on what's in front of you. I've been here like so many times in my life. And I've also like just talked to so many people who have been in this situation and you really got to get honest with yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think you have to realize like the mind is such a deceitful place. And when I think when we're doing this is we can literally create some, we can create an image of somebody to be the perfect guy for us. Like, you know, like I can see this one guy that maybe I met at church one time and I've stalked his Instagram and in my mind, I've conjured up how amazing he is. Like, you know, I've like written this whole story for why we would be perfect together (laughs) and all this stuff. And then this guy who's actually like a real person who I'm seeing like, his flaws. I'm seeing, I'm like smelling his bad breath or like whatnot. (laughs) Like I'm comparing the two and one is a facade. It's not real. It's, um, a created thing in my imagination. And one is a real person who's choosing to pursue me and who sees something in me that they're drawn to. And I think it's funny that we would place the other one higher than the reality of somebody real in front of us. And so I think that's such a good word, Ken's, of like, focus on what's in front of you and have the discipline to cut out all the other stuff. Because then it's not a comparison game. Because if you're uh, trying to make a decision on a guy just based off of comparing him to other people, that is so unfair. And it's not even gonna cause you to make a wise decision. And so I think when it comes to deciding, like, do I like this person? Do I want to pursue something with this person? It's looking just at them. Um, And so I think that this is a hard one to admit, but I think it's really important to kind of weed this out of our hearts. Yeah. Uh, Because if we don't, it will steal so many beautiful could-bes from us. And it's just one that, like, while you're single, while you're, like, waiting – begin to like pick out these weeds.
0: Yep. Yep. That's right. Oh, that's good. It might steal something really beautiful in front of you. I think that's true. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we might be able to admit that. So that kind of leads me to the second or the next why, um, which, um, well, you kind of hinted at it of what it's like to have like fantasies or like not reality of guys in our head or what it could be and that leads me to this one of like I think a reason why some of us aren't willing to commit to the guy in front of us or to the person that God has placed in front of us because we're stuck on a guy before Um, and this might be a little bit niche I would say it's not like uh, different from the last one it's probably not like a sweeping amount of people but I think this is real for some people. It was definitely real for me um, in my relationship or in, in one of my relationships. Um, I was like, I had a boyfriend before and it was just kind of this like open door at the end of our breakup. Like I just... Honestly, he kind of, like, ghosted me, and then a few months later, I, like, just convinced myself that he was still in love with me. (laughs) This sounds hilarious because he ghosted me. But this is what we do, you guys. We come up with the craziest stuff. And anyways, Mm -hmm. and when I met the next guy, um, who was actually Josh, so really good thing, who was going to be my future husband, I was so stuck on this old guy that it was really hard for me to commit to Josh to be all in and to say yes and to realize that he was a really good thing for me i had this whole other fantasy about the guy from the past and that he was maybe going to come around and da 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 and it didn't have anything to do with my feelings towards Josh it just had to do with the fact that there was like this potential, like, greater love story that could unfold and really not fair to my Mm -hmm. current relationship. And so I think for you, if you're in this position, it's really important to get clarity and close that door. Um, Sometimes this might look like, like, actually, like, somehow getting a hold and, like, talking it through with that last person and really putting yourself out there, like, maybe even saying something like, hey, like, I still think about you like do you think about me and hearing what they say and like and there's a good chance they might be like no I've moved on it's been two years now or whatever and Mm. that's like maybe just what you're gonna need to hear and is gonna be really healthy for you to be able to move forward and to commit to the next thing and then for some of you you might have already received that clarity and you're just not being honest with yourself like Maybe there was a guy who broke up with you and it was pretty clear and it was like a closed door, but over time you've kind of made up a different story or you've talked to your girlfriend so much so that like something got twisted. And, um, for you, you might just need to like revisit this and get really honest with yourself, um, to the point where you can just like really move forward from it. Um, yeah. And Yeah, I guess that's what I have to say here. This one's really real for me. (laughs) So good.
1: (laughs) You know, what's funny is I think this is so true, Ken's, because I think a lot of girls have done this. It's just easy, again, to create a facade of who somebody is. Like, yeah. When we, like, think back on memories, we often, like, only remember the good ones. Mm-hmm. And we forget about, like, the hard ones and the ones of, like, why it didn't work out. Was that Taylor Swift song? Uh, she oh, says. Gosh. I don't even Oh, this is real. She said, oh, you forget about, and I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to. And I always thought that's so true and so good. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, like, I forget about it long enough to, to like, and then I'm like, oh, shoot, like, this is why I, like, needed to forget about you, yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. And I tell my friends all the time, I'm like, we do not do cracked doors. Like, we only do open doors and closed doors. Cracked doors, because it's true, like, uh, anytime you leave a door cracked, it literally, I think, prevents another door from opening. Um, Because your heart is like, your heart is still back there at the crack door. And it's so important to get that clarity and to get that closure. Um, And I think that looks different for every person of how you go about getting it. But I think that's so good and so real. And if you're afraid of committing to somebody because there's somebody else in your mind, like, go and deal with that. Yeah. Because it's only fair to the other person, too. And so I think that's so good, Ken. So. Um, Another reason, though, that you might be afraid to commit is because perhaps you are afraid of rejection. Mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit about this in our last episode about um, girls who have never been in a relationship before. And I shared a little bit about how this was so much a part of my story. I was like, got really uh, heartbroken and rejected, like, the first time I ever tried to step into a relationship. And so then I just, like, made this promise with myself. I was like, well, I'm never going to get rejected ever again. Watch out. And uh, what became or, like, what ended up unfolding on the other side is me realizing that, like, I suddenly had this idol in my life that, like, I was the girl who, like, you know— never liked a guy who wouldn't like her back. And it became this thing where it's like, I just had to start lying to myself. I had to start lying to my friends. I had to start doing all these things to protect myself. But really what I was doing was harming myself because my heart had so many walls around it like Mm -hmm. that I was stealing really good things from myself ultimately by just like not wanting to get rejected. And so I really think as I've gotten older, I've realized how beautiful rejection is. And I actually now like truly celebrate it and welcome it in my life because I really do believe that like God is so good in the midst of rejections. And so Mm. when someone doesn't choose me when someone doesn't pick me when someone when I'm not someone's cup of tea I know where to go to get all the acceptance I need and that acceptance only comes at the feet of Jesus and Jesus has this sweet way of like rebuilding your identity and rebuilding your boldness and your confidence uh to where you stop fear you start not fearing rejection like you stop fearing it and you start like, Honestly, like living life more free to where you're open to the idea of like, I'm gonna run hard after the things that God has called me to without the fear of rejection, or I'm gonna run hard into. Trying to find someone to like enter into a relationship with without the fear of rejection. And I always tell my girlfriends this too. I'm always like, rejection is not that bad. Like when you (laughs) actually let yourself get rejected, when the guy tells you like, hey, I'm just not that into you. It honestly never stings as much as you think it's going to, you know, like it kind of does for a second. You're like, eek, ouch, that sucks. That sucks. I hate that. But then you get over it and you're like, oh, okay, I'm fine. And like, again, now I have a closed door rather than a cracked door. And Mm -hmm. I always think that's a gift. And so if this is you, um, number one, just like let those walls down, stop fearing it let yourself get rejected if you have to, because I think you'll find it's a really sweet moment with Jesus. And then also, um, I think it allows you to step into pursuing relationships way more freely. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, and I would really even add to like, You just got to remember like how, how like awesome you are and how special you are and how unique you are and how cool you are and how pretty you are and be sure of these things. Like, and if you aren't, if you find yourself in this category, like maybe you really do need to take some time, um, even maybe, but maybe before putting yourself out there to just like rebuild your confidence and your identity and to be sure of those things, because when you are, it just does, it hurts like a lot less and you're going to be way more okay with it. But yeah, I like, I always wish like some of my friends, even my like sister, I'm like, gosh, like you need to like see how amazing you really, really are. Cause you have so many good qualities. You're, you have so many good qualities and I want you to be so sure of this so that like rejection just doesn't hurt you as much. Cause it doesn't have to, because you're so solid and so amazing. And so maybe take some time to like, Sit at the feet of Jesus. Let him speak those things over you. Or maybe even like <laughs> call your mom and be like, mom, okay, I need like a confidence booster. I need to be reminded of some things. Like tell me how amazing I are. Call your best friend and and sit with her and have a little, little chat about, um, I don't know, where you guys can both be like, okay, girl, you are amazing because blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or you're amazing because blah, 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 blah. And just like really build that in your spirit once again, so that you can walk into relationships a little bit more sure and certain. So yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So good, so good. Okay, the next one. Are you guys red tea for this? I hope you're finding yourself um somewhere in these categories. But um yeah, I wanted to talk to the girl who if. If you maybe are afraid of commitment because um, you just like truly can't commit because you have so many questions still and are just not sure um, and don't know how to like discern it or if you should keep moving forward in it. And of course, this is like a really big question mark and we can't like answer that for you. Um, But I will say this. I think any question you have, um, you really do need to bring before Jesus and pray into these things and ask God to show you answers or to show up in the midst of them. I actually love Coda, if you guys remember, in his little yes. advice. He was bringing it good with this one. but I really do believe it. There's been seasons where I've had a ton of questions and I've brought them before the Lord. And I don't think sometimes he might like really answer them right then or there. But a lot of times it's going to come through moving forward. So you pray pray into something and then just like looking and being expectant for God to answer, to show up. Um, and it might be a prayer about like a shift in his character or a change in his community or um, maybe even something specific. Like, God, I really want to like see, I want this conversation to come up or something like that and wait to see him move. And if he's, if he's not, and if nothing's happening, I would say that's kind of a clear answer that maybe it's not working or God isn't, this isn't for you. And then also like if he answers your prayers in the way that I think you'll just see a lot through which way he answers your prayers. Um, yeah. And then the other thing that I would say here is that I do think it's important in some capacity to let that other person into your questions um, and doubts and see how they respond. And you have to do this in a kind way Mm. and be careful. But um, I think that you do gain a lot of clarity through like having these serious conversations together rather than just hiding them from him or keeping them in the dark. I think you'll see and get a lot of answers through how he responds, like his actual demeanor and like does he get mad or defensive or does he listen and want to grow and is willing to change Um things like that and then also like if he takes initiative like maybe like you have a conversation and two weeks later he plans this awesome cute date night and like you, I don't know he like took and he went the extra mile for it like that's awesome and so special and that means he's a keeper in some in some way but if he if you bring up these questions and like he doesn't He doesn't really – nothing really changes in him or you don't see, like, anything happening through it or any movement through it. I think that's also a pretty clear answer. But that's kind of what I have here. What do you have, Mac? What are you thinking? No, I think this is so good, and I'm glad we're talking about this because um,
1: I think that there's something funny out there with, like – it's like we – aren't honest with people until we're actually in a relationship with them which I think is so silly and twisted and backwards like we should be honest with people from the start especially when we're discerning or trying to pursue whether or not we should be in a relationship like that should be some of our most honest conversations and I was talking with a girl who uh it works with us and she was telling me about this boy who she was like all about she was all about him like a ama- mate like you know he's so great he's so amazing i like him so much mm-hmm. and then like a week and a half later she comes and she's like yeah like i just am freaked out i don't know i don't think like he's the one for me you know kind of just like the normal girl pattern yeah. honestly and um we were talking and i was like well have you told him like have you been honest with him about like where you're at and she was like no like no like i i can't do that and i'm like why not like i think that oftentimes when we're honest with the guy about some doubts we're maybe having or some some little freak out moments we're having what we often find is that they're maybe not as obsessed with us as we thought, or they're maybe not <laughs> as fragile as we thought. Yeah. Or they might actually have some really good things to say and to speak into some insecurities we're having or some doubts mm. we're having and mm-hmm. things like that. And oftentimes what happens is you see the way they respond to those things. It really is a good test, Ken. Like, that's what I love what you said. It's like, We see the way we respond and either A, we get the confirmation that we need that like, okay, some of those like maybe like intuitions or those like Holy Spirit promptings are right and it's actually a relationship we should not pursue. But then oftentimes we find out like they respond amazingly or like they're able to speak to our doubts or we, we kind of like break the, like, narrative that they're obsessed with us and, like, they're gonna, like, crumble without us and we realize they're actually really strong, confident guys who, like, want to be in relationship with us but are gonna be fine if, like, we reject them. Yeah. And then we're like oh my goodness, I love this guy. He's amazing. (laughs) And what's so funny about this friend is like literally a week later, she comes to me and she's like, Mac, I think he's my husband. And like, (laughs) I just loved that because all it was was like a little bit of honesty, Mm. a little bit of honesty that then allowed them to get to know each other in a more real way. And I think like rather than waiting to be honest until you're in a relationship with somebody, be honest from the jump, from the front end of how you're feeling, what you're unsure about, what you're still kind of trying to process through. And then like what we said, like be in constant prayer about it. Pray about it together, like pray through it, because I think if you're praying through it um, God will do the work. God will do the promptings. God will do the things that you need to see. He'll reveal the things that you need to be able to make a wise discerning decision. And it's just our job to remain open-handed, um, and open-hearted with it and let him speak and let him move. And so be honest, pray through it, and you might be surprised.
0: That is good. I love it. I honestly feel like there's so many people that find themselves in this category. So I really hope that's helpful and also practical. And you can actually take some action in it, even though it might feel scary. Okay, but the last category, and I feel like we can talk about this one pretty quickly. Um, If you're scared to commit to somebody because... You just like having someone to talk to, <laughs> um, but you don't really want to be in a relationship. And honestly, it sounds silly, but I feel like this might be a lot of people. They're like, okay, I don't really want like the full-on boyfriend girlfriend thing. I'm too young for that, or I don't have time for that, or, or you know, he's not like the best guy, not like boyfriend material but he's, like, fun to talk to. I think we find ourselves in all these different categories just chatting it up with the boy, but we don't want to be in a relationship with them. Um, and, yeah, there's a, I mean, I think this one's pretty clear. Um, I mean, out of kindness um, towards them. I think you don't need to be dragging it along, and I don't think that maybe if you really don't want to commit with to them and you know that, then you should probably stop kind of sort of talking to them. There's, I think it's probably fine to be friends with them. Maybe something will like change or develop, but you shouldn't be (laughs) kissing them and, (laughs) oh my gosh, this is funny, or whatever with them if um, you don't have plans on being in a relationship with them.
1: Yeah, that's so good. So good. Okay, so We just listed a bunch of reasons why perhaps maybe you have had some fears of commitment. And I just really encourage you as you listen through this list, maybe you need to go back and listen again um, with a more open mind, a more open heart, but identify maybe it's one, maybe it's two, maybe it's the whole list. You're like, I'm all of them. Um. (laughs) identify what they are, write them down in your journal, spend some time with the Lord, go on one of those little dates with Jesus. Like, Hey yeah. girls, just cause you're not going on dates doesn't mean you can go on, can't go on a date with Jesus. I love that. Go hang with Jesus and process these with him. Let him reveal like, Where are these stemming from? Where did these fears come from? Where did these insecurities come from? Where did this obsession with what other people think come from? Let him speak to it. And honestly, let him give you tangible steps to begin to overcome it. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe God is, number one, I think he loves our questions. And I think he is a God of answers. He has answers for us. If we would be willing to get really honest before him. um, I think about the Psalms and how how beautifully raw and honest they were and how they just like, you could see the turnaround of the hearts as people process with Jesus. And so Mm -hmm. process it with Jesus and then remain open-hearted for God to turn your heart around in these areas. Um, And I know from experience, like a lot of these were things that I struggled with. And here I am, like, in a committed relationship, getting ready to make the big commitment. Like, (laughs) in one month, I'm going to stand before all my friends and family and make that covenant before the Lord to one person. And I was the girl who was afraid of rejection. I was the girl who was obsessed with what other people thought. I was the girl who couldn't get over a guy at one point or another. And so um, I just believe God can move in your heart. He can work in your heart. And um, there's something really beautiful to commitment. Um, I think like... I said this the other day and I believe it like commitment can say it's when I use this word, but commitment isn't sexy. It's not flashy. <laughs> it's not cool maybe, but it's so beautiful. I, I just know from like my experience with Tyler, it is the most beautiful thing to be committed to somebody else and have them commit to me in return that we are going to love, serve and honor God together for the rest of our lives. And um, it's worth it taking risks for. It's worth getting out of your comfort zone for, and um, just encourage you with that.
0: Yes, so good. What a word. Well, we love you guys so much. We're going to keep this relationship series going, and we can't wait for it. We'll talk to you soon.